Hello, and thank you all for joining us on the Kansas Canopy podcast. My name is Ariel Whiteley-Knoll. I am the communications coordinator for the Kansas Forest Service. This is season three, episode two of the podcast, and today we are going to be talking about watering trees. I am here with Ward Upham, our rapid response line coordinator. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ward. You're welcome. So this is a really important topic, and we're sitting here in February Mm -hmm. talking about watering trees, and I think some people listening may say, well, I don't need to water my trees in the wintertime. Is that a misconception you hear a lot, and do we need to water our trees in the winter? Yes, it depends on the year, but if we have drought conditions, you you don't really think of watering the trees during the summer when it's hot and dry. But even in the winter, if we're under drought conditions, and this year much of Kansas is under exceptional drought, then those trees really need to be watered because if they aren't, you can lose part of that root system. And then you're in trouble when spring hits. So this year is going to be a good year to water those trees. When we talk about watering, you know, it's not a sprinkle. It's not a drive-by. How should people be watering their trees when you're looking at trying to counteract some of this drought? So they need to be watered infrequently and deeply. And the reason for that is those roots need two things. They need water and they need oxygen. And if you water shallowly over a long period of time, those roots are going to develop where conditions are best. And that's at a very shallow level. If you get under drought conditions like we are now, it doesn't take much in order to put a lot of stress on those trees. When you water deeply and infrequently, the top dries out first and those roots have to go deeper in order to get the water they need. And you get a much larger volume of soil that those roots can pull water from. And therefore, it's much better for the tree if you can water in such a way that it forces those roots to go down. So how does a homeowner or a landowner check to see if they're getting deep enough? Yeah, often people will recommend putting on a certain amount of water. I would rather see how deep that water goes. Reason for that is we have so much variation in the types of soils we have that an inch in one place may go deeper than an inch of water in another place. And so what I like to do is have people use a probe. Mm -hmm. And so once you water, you push a probe in and it'll stop when you have dry soil. Now, what do you use for a probe? Right. (laughs) So there's a lot of things you can use. You can use the piece of rebar. You can use a wooden dowel. You can use an electric fence post turned upside down. All of those work well. Another thing you can use is just a soil sampling tube. Mm -hmm. And those are not as expensive as a lot of people think. If you get one that's only 12 inches, it's probably going to be less than 20 bucks. What I have is a 21 inch one and it's a a high quality one is about 50 bucks, Mm -hmm. but it allows you to take a core of soil down to that depth, pull it up and see how deep that water has gotten. And so one of you can use one of those messes just to tell how deep you've actually gotten that water. And is that something that you have to do every time you water or is there any opportunity to maybe get a feel for your soils or your watering method? Yeah, you're, you'll get a feel for it. The other thing that is a good idea is when you water, keep track of how much time it took in order to get down to that 12 inch step. Because from then on, you can just use, um, use the clock in order to determine how much to water instead of having to probe all the time. Do it right the first time and then make it easy on yourself yes, later on. That's right. Of course, when we're talking about newly planted trees, we're going to talk about newly planted trees with our nursery manager in next month's podcast. But water is really, really critical when you're planting. So how is a newly planted tree's watering going to be different than an established tree? 
it's going to have to be done more frequently because that root system is still limited. It doesn't have much of a root system and it's pulling more water per root system than a larger tree would. And so it's extremely important that that's going to be your first tree that you plant or first tree that you water. Right. Because that's the one that's going to be the most sensitive to drought. And so there's different methods of doing that. One an easy one, if it's a newly planted tree, is just take a five-gallon bucket, drill an eighth-inch hole in the side toward the bottom, and just fill it up with another five-gallon bucket. Mm -hmm. That trickles out slow enough. It, um, it will work into the soil. And uh, I, I usually do two bucketfuls, one on one side of the tree, one on the other side of the tree. And that's going to be enough for a small tree. The other thing to keep in mind whenever you're watering in the winter is that ground cannot be frozen. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's just gonna it's just gonna run off. So it has to be a long enough warm period that the ground isn't frozen. And I'm actually really glad that you mentioned that. When we're looking at winter time, is there a good time to water in the winter? You know, thinking about the ground being frozen in different conditions. Yeah. So it's going to be a long enough warm period that the ground isn't frozen, and you can get that water down to where it needs to be. And so just watch that. Um, and if you see that there's going to be a cold period coming up. Mm -hmm. Good idea to get watered before that hits. So if I have an established tree, which let's say that's somewhere but older than three to five years. That's right. Um, what would be some factors that might indicate to me, is there any way I can check the weather or check the soil or monitor rain that I would know we've been without for long enough that even my established trees need water? Yeah, there is a drought monitor website that you can check. If you're under drought, good idea to water. But if that soil sampling tube is, is really the best way, because that tells you how deep that water is, if there is any. Mm -hmm. And so if by using that, you can determine whether your trees need to be watered. And even you may have an area which is going to be more sensitive to drought, you know, what needs to be watered first. And for those established trees, would you still recommend the five gallon bucket? Are there watering techniques to avoid? What would be your preferred way to water those yeah. trees? So those trees, once you get above a certain size, I normally I do not like uh, that black weepy hose that you use because they tend to put off a lot more water in one part of the hose than another. Right. And But if you have a smaller tree, if you go it around the number of times, it equals out. If you have a larger tree, you can still use that, but it's a good idea to use a Y adapter on the end of your garden hose and hook both the beginning and the end of that hose to that garden hose so that you can equalize the pressure. Now on that Y adapter, it's a good idea to have valves. Then mm -hmm. you can adjust how much water is coming through those so that you get enough to soak in, but not so much it runs off. And so if you don't know what a Y adapter is, if you go into a hardware store, tell them what you need, they'll be able to help you out. And I love that and the five gallon bucket method, because I remember, you know, anytime I planted a tree, I think I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to hold the hose on the, <laughs> it's too much work. And these are very inexpensive pieces to add that are going to pay off yes. in a healthy tree. That's wonderful. Um, now, what about evergreen trees, particularly in the winter? Do they need to be treated any different or monitored? differently. Yeah, they are going to use more water because they have foliage. And so what you do is you start with the newly planted trees, their first, and then the evergreens, and then the deciduous, well-established trees. That's your triage method you use for I trees. I love that. <laughs> That's excellent. 
So are there methods that you would recommend that would be different for if I have a windbreak or I have an orchard, you know, that grouping of trees, I wouldn't necessarily want to use the bucket method. What would you recommend for those? Or on those, I would use drip irrigation. Uh, it is a very efficient way to water. You've got enough trees, it's going to pay for itself. That's what I have my orchard on. That's what I have a windbreak on. So that is the best way to do that. And so uh, you may need some help on how to actually set that up, right. but it is well worth doing that. Um, it just is the best method if you have a large number of trees. Because it's an investment. You know, those I, the thing with windbreaks and orchards and, and trees with a purpose like that is you really can't afford to lose one or several. And so putting in that time ahead of time. Yeah, that's that's a good point because the trees are the first thing you should be concerned with when watering because they're so expensive to put in and they take so long to grow. Yeah. And so you do not want to lose your trees. If you lose a lawn, it's still an expense, but not, nothing like the tree would be. Absolutely. Especially an established tree. Yes. So when we're looking at planting or we're looking at maintaining, are there site considerations that can help us with watering? Site considerations, the species of tree is really, really important. And so the Kansas Forest Service has recommendations for trees for different parts of Kansas. Look closely at that because that's going to be well-adapted trees that are going to be naturally better adapted to your conditions. But other than that, mulching is a good idea. Um, and have it set up so it's more easily watered yes. is a good idea too, so that you don't put it off. Um, also, the site where you have enough room for the roots, where mm -hmm. you don't have a restricted root system is also a good idea. Uh, those are the things that come to mind off the top of my head. Excellent. And, you know, we're not talking about tree planting, but just to touch on it, you know, in this part of the state, Northeast Kansas, clay soils are everywhere, makes it a little bit difficult. And I often hear people tempted to just throw some compost in the hole when they're planting. Is that going to help with water infiltration at all? That's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason for that is that water is going to go through that modified soil and fill up your hole like it's a pot yeah. and you're going to drown the tree. Now you can use compost, but what you do is you spread it over like a 10 by 10 area with most of it toward the center of that area and then feathering out toward the end and then till it in. What will happen then is once you dig that soil, those roots are gonna develop, there's not a pot effect, but those roots are gonna go out from there and eventually enter the native soil. Um, roots do not like to go from one type of soil to another. Right. And so if you feather it out toward the end, it's a gradual, change in what those roots run into and and they'll do well in that situation that's excellent and i think you know people can see that when you put a shovel into those clay soils and you see that hard edge mm -hmm. trees i think it's this perception of being really strong and they are but a little baby tree mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's it's going to be a significant barrier so i'm so glad that you mentioned that because i think that's a really common misconception mm -hmm. when planting and then the final thing I just wanted to visit today about was shrubs or other sort of woodies in the landscape. Are we treating them similarly to trees? It's similar. They may not need to be watered as deeply. Eight inches would be minimum. I still like 12. I still, even for shrubs, I like 12. But if you can't do that, eight inches is going to be adequate. Um, and so also they're going to be a little bit, may need to be watered a little bit more frequently. And then the final thing I just want to touch on was kind of what tools and things our homeowners need? So we've mentioned either a soil probe or something to go in. Would you recommend a rain gauge? I know you mentioned the drought monitor can be a really effective tool. 
and of course our Y adapter and drip irrigation if that's the way we're going. But what would you recommend for somebody who's planting trees? Yeah, rain gauge is really helpful. If you can get a soil moisture probe, mm-hmm. one that's actually made, what it is is a stainless steel rod. It has a stainless steel ball bearing welded to the bottom and then a knob on top and you push that in the soil. The reason they put the, the um, ball bearing on the bottom is a little bit larger in diameter than the rod. And so I've been able to push one of those down six feet. Wow. No problem at all. As long as that soil's moist. Yeah, that's impressive. That <laughs> but it's because of that ball bearing, you don't have any friction on the side from the from the rod itself. And so if you can find one of those, I, I use those all the time. It's, it's just fun after rain to see how deep it got where. Yes. And there's variability there. Yeah. You know, some places it gets deeper than others. And I think that's kind of, you know, you were talking about the triage method method with evergreens versus deciduous versus newly planted. I think it's the same when you're looking at your weather conditions, you know, looking at the state weather conditions isn't as helpful as regional, isn't as helpful as your property Yes. and just getting to know your soils and slope and all those things. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. You bet. Is there anything else that you want to touch on today, Ward? Just realize that just because it's winter, trees may still need to be watered. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. As big and majestic as they are, they need us, yeah. <laughs> at least if they're going to to live as long as we want, especially mm-hmm. thinking about that value of the tree. You know, a pasture tree does not carry the same weight as a yeah. windbreak or a front yard tree. And so take care accordingly. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, Ward, so much for being with me. You bet. Appreciate it. And thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. This is the Kansas Canopy Podcast, and we will see you all next time. Mm-hmm.